position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number three. F- 145 of the best Linux Games Podcast being recorded for you on this Saturday, the 5th of June at 12.47 a.m. Pacific Coast, left coast, coast with the most, 2021. Crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. And, oh, boy, this is a good week for it. Mm. Ivor, in spite of you not being responsible for any of the shit that we're going to talk about this week, you're still fired. I know. The world. It's cruel. Hate the game, not the player! Alright. So. Uh, that would make it, of course, for our sequel friends. Uh, 2021, 06, 05. Uh, yeah. Um, we, I had a huge... I had all sorts of stuff that I wanted to... This is the theme of my week. I had... Oh, oh boy. I had so many dreams once. But now they're all cancelled. Because I'm going to tell you a hopefully only 20 minute long war story 
about what's going on with my computer, and then I get to go back into the pain of it. But before that, before we get, that's our feature, and it's going to be the only thing that we have this entire fucking week, this entire show, this entire episode, because when I reboot, there's a good chance that I'm not going to be able to record the show. So, couple of things before we get to that one, and I have not checked, and I don't, I, I haven't bought it or played it yet, but uh, the sequel to one of my favorite games from last year, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2, is now out. It's $39.99. I don't know if it runs on Linux. I know it won't run on my Linux right now, my uh, current machine, um, because my current machine is fucked! Um, and there was something else, but I can't remember. There's another game that I wanted to... Oh yeah, Days Gone. Um, just, okay, well, we'll save that for our feature. Our feature is a war story. Hopefully, we can knock it out in about 15 to 20 minutes. And that's all we got for you this week. It's our whole show. Because my entire week has been consumed with this bullshit. So, I have war based them with the feature. I'm sure they're excited. After a build-up like that, you're fired, Ivor. You're fucking fired! Get the clown hammer. Get the clown hammer. Clown hammer time. Who do you think? Oh, my God. It's the Libyans. The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. The Libyans! So, this all began roughly on uh, Tuesday night, but really we'll just pick it up from Wednesday at 7 p.m. Uh, I had been banging out this project that I meant that, that I had hoped to announce on this in this episode, but I can't because obvious reasons. Um, for about like, you know, 10 hours, whatever, it was just normal stuff, but it's been a very long months long project that I've been working on and uh, I finally got into reasonable levels of success to where it was functional and I was kind of getting ready to I was ready to to turn it off to, to, to disengage from that project and all day long while doing all of this stuff which was painful but it was successful finally um, I had been thinking my mind had been you know not miles away but in the back of my mind of like man I really want to play Days Gone because the night before Tuesday night I played like 7 hours Days Gone and the story got so fucking good and the action got just so delicious and everything was like hitting that that perfect long stride of like well you know what 
ah, theoretically I can fucking sit here and get stoned out of my mind, play this for like, I don't know, 10 hours, go to bed, wake up three hours later, get stoned and drunk, and play this for another 20 fucking hours. I don't give a shit. This is good. It's a rare thing. It's what, you know, I I play games for, is for that experience of this is so good, that long, wide stride where you understand how you're doing everything, how everything is done, more or less, and you've, you're past the exposition, you're kind of chugging maybe towards the climax, but it's so freeform that you don't really know, and the story is revealed stuff to you about your character, and uh, is history that makes the game so much more interesting and compelling. Say nothing of you know the survival craft em up zombie action, and so all throughout fucking day, like ah, I really want to play Days Gone. I want to play Days Gone, ah, but I couldn't because I was working on this project. So I was done with I was done with the project for that day. I was gonna revisit it on Thursday, but uh, Wednesday seven o'clock. Uh, I noticed that. If you've been listening to the show, you know that I run Linux Mint, and that uh, two weeks ago, we had a disastrous, I mean, it infuriated me beyond conception, disastrous official Linux Mint update, like, there's a little update, you know, official, like, uh, you don't have to, normally I just fucking do everything in the terminal, but, um, there's like a little shield that shows you when there are updates available for your system in your taskbar or whatever the fuck. And uh, I clicked on it and hilariously, they had come out with a new revision, a new version of... Not, not <laughs> a new version, which is a revision that fixed allegedly was supposed to have fixed the problems that I experienced two weeks ago of the NVIDIA display drivers, because I'm running a 1080 Ti, um many monitors and a new Linux kernel and some firmware and so just being a goofy jerk or whatever I was like oh great yeah fucking mint update see here's the problem before two weeks ago when mint update when mint update when this particular piece of software has updates for you it means that they are, like, really well vetted. It means that, like, they're ready to go. It means they're not gonna break your system. The exact polar opposite from the entire record history of Linux up until about, I don't know, maybe eight years ago? Whatever. But even then, you know, you we, we muddled through. I've been doing this for 25 fucking years, so you know, I remember when nothing worked ever, under any circumstances, would anything work. But anyway, it had been a long time prior to two weeks ago since uh, Mint actually broke my system with stuff that it said was totally fine for install. Can I run... I, I, I don't run a fragile system. Like, this is not a... My, my, my... Well, now it is, but prior to this, like, you know, I don't I don't fuck around. Like, if there's a problem, I will fucking... F- if it takes me three weeks, I, 
it, if it if it takes me a month and a half to to drill into the fucking deep, 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 deep bottom of it, just to find out, to my satisfaction, that, okay, yeah, I have to wait for for an update, or whatever, you know, whatever, I will do it. And the worst part of this is that this is part of having, having been a programmer for too long now, too long, too long, the things that really drive me out of my fucking mind as both a programmer and as well as a system administrator um, the simpler the problem should be and the more dangerous the problem is but generally it's just the simpler the problem should be to fix the harder I have to work on the solution until I solve it think of it like this most people look at a Rubik's Cube and they're like oh god I don't want to fuck with that at all and I kind of am that way too because I spent like three months when I played piano at the steer fucking with it, or not three months like you know three weeks but like once opened once you open that Pandora's box I couldn't stop fucking with the goddamn Rubik's Cube I, I solved one once when I was a little kid but that was just by sheer fucking accident and a 30 hour road trip in the back of my parents station wagon so most people look at Rubik's Cube and they're like oh yeah whatever you can just you know play with it or whatever imagine that Rubik's Cubes should solve themselves okay and then imagine that you're like oh I'm going to play with this Rubik's Cube and it doesn't solve itself This infuriates me. In fact, it doesn't just infuriate me. Eventually, it infuriates me. But what what it does is it starts this fucking it activates this character trait in my um inside of me, which is obsession. I'm not an obsessive compulsive person. Like I don't have like OCD. Like I don't have to, you know, like uh, wash my hands or you know make sure I take an even number of steps before I break up with a girlfriend or whatever, you know, I haven't had a girlfriend in fucking five years, so that's that's out of the question but what I do obsess over and this is a good trait to have if you're a programmer or a system administrator but especially if you're a programmer and especially if you're a system administrator actually, so it's good for both but it's damaging to you because the simpler this should be and it's especially the worst if it's something that I, I've i done hundreds of times and that I know a lot about and then suddenly that doesn't work I have to make it work I will not sleep until I make it work I will drink and not sleep until I make it work When I say that I have worked on shit for four fucking days without sleep or a break until I if I can and if I can't make it work, I it has to be satisfied to my requirements that I understand that the fault is 
not something I can control. You know, like, oh, well, they pushed an update or something and it broke this thing and we have to wait for them for the developer of that thing to fucking push out a new release and they'll probably, they normally do it about every, you know, two weeks after major breakages, like stuff like that, I need to know stuff like that, in order for me to just stop being obsessed about it, and that's if it doesn't fuck with my life what happened two weeks ago, rendered my computer inoperable so anyway I posted to the Discord, ha ha ha, you know, BPR, new update for uh, NVIDIA display drivers and a kernel update. What could possibly go wrong? And he's like, oh, you should totally install it. And I knew, I I decided long before I even posted the thing to Discord, there's no fucking way I'm touching this because last week was such a fucking disaster. There's something really bad going on with NVIDIA's latest driver and the way it interacts I'm sorry, I'm trying not to burp but I have <coughs> there we go, you can edit that out um, I knew do not, in, do not do not do this but it took only like 45 minutes before before Blaster's words, I, I mean this is my fault I knew I should not have done it I'd been resolved not to do it. But something about it, I was like, ah, fuck you, I'm gonna do it anyway. I'll show you. That was mistake number one. So the computer is rendered inoperable. And this time, this time it was rendered inoperable in a new and terrifying way. After it got, after it got past post and uh, Grub fired, you know, uh, Grub worked fine and, you know, we're, we're loading Linux Mint. Um, it showed me the usual the usual but way more problems with unable to enumerate USB devices way more and it seemed really obsessed with this as it tried to so the kernel kernel is taking control kernel is taking control the Linux kernel is taking control of my computer and it seems obsessed with these with, with unable to enumerate USB devices, and you know, maybe you know, maybe that cable has gone bad. Maybe, maybe my Amazon hub is maybe the the terminal, maybe like the USB actual inputs are a little shaky, a little dirty, a little damaged. Um, but on top of that, I knew that my motherboard itself has USB problems now, and I've known this for months and I'm not going to tell that story but blah I'm used to it just like getting over like I can't, I can't fucking deal with your USB hub errors, but it was really obsessed with them, and then it started throwing ATA errors and that's bad that means like a SATA drive is, it, it can't find it, it doesn't want to talk um And ultimately, but the the the, uh, the drive that it was throwing complaints about is a drive that I have no idea what the fuck that drive does on my machine. It was SDAH or SDH. Like, what the fuck is on SDH? That made me pretty nervous. 
And so, the end result of this is that, bam, the splash screen fires, Linux Mint splash screen fires, and it looks like it's going to log, it's going to show me a login screen, but instead of bringing up the GUI with the login screen and everything, you know, in an X environment, it punts me immediately to a black screen with a single unanimated underscore in the top left corner of the screen. Now, 10 years ago, I would have thought, oh, this is just more fucking display problem. You know, because back in the day when Nouveau was when Plymouth, it started with Plymouth and Ubuntu, but um Plymouth, Ubuntu, and Nouveau. It was a disaster to get proprietary drivers working on Linux back then. And so this sort of shit you got used to and you got used to working around it. And then, you know, doing the either if you had to, you did the drivers manually after killing like DM and you know getting to you first you had to reboot. But anyway, did, at this point on my screen with this top left underscore black screen keyboard is still lit up no hard drive activity that's it it took about two hours to figure out that that was it, multiple tries you know, first you wait for five minutes then you wait for ten then eventually you do it again you wait for, you know you go get a hamburger or whatever. You go do something that takes like 30 minutes, an hour or whatever. No. It was not letting me in. And because of the ominous ATA warnings, I decided that after many, many reboots and many, many attempts to, you know, get into, get, fix it through BIOS, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, like, so we're talking like maybe five hours a time, six hours a time, something like that. And uh, I'm like, okay, fine. We gotta, we gotta go to a fucking, we gotta go to a uh, a rescue disc. So we we live, I live booted into uh, Mint, and first priority was to check and see the smart control status of all my discs. They all turn out to be fine. So then I'm like, all right, fine. We'll we'll run FSIC on you know the parts of part the the drives that I have that aren't. Um, GPT, part of the ZFS array. So that took another uh, took another hour and a half, maybe two hours for all of those checks. So now I'm and they all come back clear. So I jump out of that because I know that the hard drives aren't well, at what I thought I thought at first, the hard drives are not dying which is good, because it's important for reasons that will be made clear in a moment. So I reboot, and I get into the recovery menu for Grub, and I go back to an older kernel version, and I get into Mint fine. I get, I get, I get into Mint with the older kernel, no problem. But there's something fucked up with my ZFS array. Now, I'm not quite sure if it had actually changed, but it looked different when I went to ZPool status. It looked different, and it showed 
device by uh, device ID or not not UUID, but like Dev SD. It was Dev SDA and Dev SDC. Uh, I have a mirrored. I have a mere 32 terabyte array, ZFS array. So I can handle one drive failing. I cannot handle two drives failing. That destroys the entire pool. And this array, I was very drunk at this point. This was like Wednesday morning. This array has everything. It's t- everything I've ever done. It's, t- it's, you know, my whole lifetime in computing of recorded history of stuff that's important to me from every server, every computer. It all goes to this 32 terabytes or 16 terabyte functional, usable array. And suddenly, instead of showing me the drive names by UUID, it's showing me two of them by Linux-style dev SDA and SDC which is really bad so 10 hours for Zpool Scrub to finish that takes us balls deep into Wednesday cause that was like Wednesday morning I wanna say and I went to sleep after putting after doing this, starting the Zpool Scrub cause I needed to know because those drives, you can't really check them with FSIC. And by the way, the, uh, my FSIC, when I was running the live, the Mint Live or whatever, it's great to... It, I can't tell you how awesome it is. That It was always... Like, Nopix was always my favorite, just because, like, having an operating system that can run live from a USB stick was so mind-blowing, and it really is. It's It's an amazing... Amazing capability to have. It's always been one of the coolest things you can do with Linux. And it makes checking your file system way easier if you have to really do some serious fucking checking. Like, you need to know that your drives are not failing. Um, and that, you know, blah. And there were, there was like a, a bad super block. Cause I mean, I had, you know, rebooted like tons and tons of times at this point. Hard resetting. Um, Blah blah. Eventually, I remembered that I could sys request, but it wasn't working. For those of you who don't know, you have um, the print screen button on your keyboard, the whatever button you have next to F twelve. If you know you have a standard American style keyboard, print screen and sys request are that same button on the one that's to the right of F twelve in Linux. This is one of the coolest things that you can do, by the way, in Linux, because this is as close to like operating on Hal's brain as you can get. If the kernel is alive and not panicked on your system, it does not matter what is happening, whether you have displays or not. If you have a keyboard that is connected to your computer, your computer is running and the kernel is alive... Uh, you can use escape sequences to talk directly to the kernel to perform to make it perform a seriously robust number of different functions. The ones that I've always used are just B and O. Um, B is reboot and O is power off. 
But uh, on Mint, you know, you just press Control Alt, Sister Quest B, and if the kernel is there, bam, you rebooted because it goes directly to the kernel. And by you're you could have like a thousand windows across sixteen different monitors, and everything could be frozen while you know you're rendering all sorts of shit, and you can't even get any response out out of the mouse. You can't you can't be dropped to a. Uh, uh, one of the uh, TTYs, you know, like uh, Control-Alt, F1, F, you know, 5, 6, F7 and F8 are uh, actual X sessions on uh, Mint. But even if you can't do that, Control-Alt, Sister Quest, then whatever letter you want, goes directly to the kernel. Your displays might be frozen. Your computer might be frozen. You can unfreeze disks this way. Um, it's the best and most elegant way, if you can and you have to, to really reboot your system in an emergency situation where you've lost control of the system and you can't, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because it, it, it will actually go and shut everything down, but it does it at the kernel level. So, like, the kernel decides. It, does, it There's no filter. It's not like pressing Control-Alt-Delete which goes, which is just like a, uh, that just unless, if you're in your operating system, if the kernel is active or whatever, if you're in an X11 session, that that's just a, a hockey combination. Um, if you're outside of if you if the kernel isn't running, if like you're like in a recovery console or whatever, Control-Alt-Delete uh, just goes straight to the BIOS. But going straight to the kernel, that's what you use the sister quest key for. Um, and not many people know that. But anyway, so when I when I was running the F6 and stuff, there were there was a bad super block. There was a bad um there wasn't a bad super block, there was a <coughs> a dirty bit. Um, but I fixed it, you know, blah 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 blah. And nothing was wrong with H S S D H, which I still did not know what the fuck. Is going on with SDH. So we're up to. I woke up Wednesday afternoon at like 2 p.m. 1, 1 p.m., whatever. And. Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I hadn't been working on the, um, the big project, uh, since Monday, Monday I did like fucking 18 hours on it, and then I I started working on it again on Wednesday, and I got everything in shape, you know, like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and I was ready to take a break from that and go back to the stuff when I decided to install to just blindly follow Linux Mint updates thing after it's my fault, after allowing myself to be Child, childishly, like uh, me, not him. He was just joking. I just couldn't let it go, though, in the back of my brain because to me, the thing that happened, all the problems that had been caused two weeks ago, hadn't really yet been resolved to my satisfaction. So I installed the update and now I broke the system. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we had eliminated at this point 
it's not the array. It's not the ZFS array. N- n- none of my drives were dead. My my ZFS array was fine. Thank Christ, because I could not. Literally, there was a moment where I thought, okay, I have some money right now. I'm literally going to get up from this chair. I'm going to go upstairs where my suitcase is. I'm putting four pairs of pants, two pairs of underwear, and maybe six shirts and a bathing suit in there. Coming back down here, I'm getting my drugs and I'm calling Uber and I'm going to the fucking airport. I'm fully vaccinated. I'm going to the fucking airport with that suitcase. And on the way to the airport, I will be on my phone figuring out where I'm going to go for the next God knows how long. And uh, in fact, it got so bad as this whole thing spiraled out of control over the the subsequent 38 hours of pain that the only break I took was to fucking find out if in fact I could get to Tahiti right now in the middle of the pandemic and sadly no I can't get to Tahiti but then I started looking at my I, I was formulating two backups I mean it, in my head backup plans because I figured Tahiti probably might be a no-go I was like fine well I could go to Hawaii I've never been to Hawaii I've always wanted to go to Hawaii it's time to go to fucking Hawaii and if I couldn't get there I was going to go to San Diego and for that I was going to drive so as you can see like the desperation and the frustration this because I could not figure out what the fuck was breaking my computer and it got increasingly worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And worse. Eventually it got to a point where I was reinstalling Mint on top of itself, which takes about, you know, 40 minutes to do, but that was if I could get into a live a live USB environment. That's when I realized that, okay, yeah, so we have some bad cabling. It has to be some bad cabling. Because my keyboard wasn't working some of the time. And the reason why I have the, the uh, well, the reason why I had, I have a different one now, um, my USB hub attached to my computer is that I know that my motherboard has some problems with uh, its USB stuff having been damaged and it kind of, it comes and goes it waxes and wanes but it's always been pretty terrible and in in an effort to kind of limit the possibility of anything shorting out and destroying my CPU and RAM um, I I have a. I have to use a. I have so many devices. Can I, I have to use a, a USB hub, a powered USB hub? Well, we swapped that out. Things started working better. So the USB hub was having some problems, and there was some cable problems, and then there was some connection problems from having fucked with so many cables with my DisplayPort, Breakout Hub, and my monitors. 
And then there were some problems with the BIOS from the night before where I had been f- trying to figure out why the fuck I couldn't even get to the goddamn uh, grub menu. Why we were freezing at, you know, hello, not getting to post. So anyway. Friday. We had eliminated Friday, or no, late Thursday night, we had eliminated a lot of the problems that were there that were aleatory and just contributing to this overall clusterfuckage. Still unable to get into a functional X11 windowing environment (laughs) on our Mint 20 box because of an update that they pushed they said this will be fine I knew better but I still had to try it so right now I have things in a much more stable state where you know I'm recording this here I have OBS back up and running but none of my games will work and I did lose every screenshot that I had taken of Steam. That's the only thing I lost except for the entirety of that project, but I can re- replicate that project very quickly because I I wrote it. Um, so that's not a big deal. It, we, and once you solve a problem and you know the solution, it's not that difficult to fucking get back to square one. So right now we're on an older kernel. Still on Mint 20. I even installed Mint 19. I figured out what the whole problem with the HD the, the uh, ATA 10 SDH thing was I didn't figure out what the fuck the problem was I still don't know what the problem is with that but I did remove that entire partition because it was getting confused about the swap space Those are, SDH is where all of my old um, operating systems are. It's my it's my toy. And that's probably why I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about when they're like SDH. I'm like, what's on H? Nothing's on H. I got like a I have a SSD for or no, I have a four terabyte spinning rust for my home, and then I have a four terabyte spinning rust with a bunch of it's very heavily partitioned uh for my uh operating system. So it's it's trivial to replace the operating system, but I do lose everything in terms of my configuration and all my software and stuff. So right now, I just realized right before sitting down to record this turgid, turgid tale for you. I've tried everything, by the way. I've tried every fucking thing and a half. Everything that I know, everything I don't know, I have spent so many hours googling shit on my phone uh, that I, I've left my phone plugged in for fucking four days now because batteries would not take it um, so right now I had a revelation that has caused me to record this week's episode of the podcast which might be the last episode ever for all time because I realized after not being able to run any of these fucking games, and after having replicated basically, I mean, I'm theoretically, like, you know, 
Mint's driver manager says that I am running NVIDIA uh, 460.84 or whatever, or 460. whatever. The good one, the good 460.84, um, which is the good series of drivers. Those are the drivers that I've been playing days gone with for since I fucked up everything two weeks ago. Um, and yet the games will not run. I got all three of my displays running. Everything looks good. So I'm like, well, maybe Inksy will tell me what the fuck, because I don't have time to... Because I've been rolling over and over and over and over reinstalling after reaching certain choke points uh, various flavors and versions of mint. Um, Like, maybe Inksy will tell me. And sure enough, Inksy says that we're running the Nouveau driver, even though Mint says that we're running the proprietary driver. Now, I've had this problem before, but not for a long time. This is like old school bullshit. Bottom line is this. Somewhere between NVIDIA pushing out a version, a, a recommended version for 1080 Ti GeForce series cards and Mint pushing out a well and uh, Linux itself pushing out a new kernel and Mint's implementation of those two things many many things in my kernel got really hardcore fucked like it it's crazy hard to anyway, so Blaster, someone asked me in the Discord, well, what do you think happened? I'm like, obviously, like, the display driver is not, like, updating DKM- DKMS appropriately. The display driver is, like, fucking with the kernel in some way. Like, it's either it left remnants or it's not complete or it, it's it's bad because it's breaking my system. It won't get to post. Um, it takes some magic to get into post to get, get past, well it did, now it's much more stable, but um the point of this fucking nightmare is that I'm gonna fix I, I'm gonna I, there's like 15 things you have to check, you have to make sure things aren't blacklisted blah blah blah, in fact I know but I know that's not the problem there's some other things that I can check but it's across a broad spectrum of shit and you can only really test it by rebooting and seeing if you can get into Mint point of this story is I know how to fucking manually strip all this shit out and fucking do it with literally from the command line in a fucking uh, in a terminal you know, in an emergency session, I've tried that. (laughs) Same results. So, the point is, this has been so fucking time consuming. It has been literally over the last three days, I've spent, and I did the math while I was passing out um, this morning at 8 o'clock, Eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Woke up at two in the afternoon. Um, I was thinking 
how many fucking hours. It's been 40 fucking... That is a work week worth of time that all I wanted to be doing is playing Days Gone and working on two other things and reading a book and having a good time and getting drunk and stoned and sleeping instead of being chained to this. So, back to it. That's my war story. We're calling it Clown Hammer time. Uh, I'll see if I can dig up that picture of the Clown Hammer technical specification data sheet that I I made. Um, Yeah, many thanks to anyone who's, you know, giving a shout out on the Discord, even though I've not been there. Um, I'll get it fixed. I mean, I will get it not just fixed. It's, It's already fixed. I will get it working up to spec and fully fucking functional operational battle station because I gotta know I need to just play more days gone it's 1.30 that was a 45 fucking minute rant shove it up your ugly ass motherfuckers maybe that's not the best thing to say I don't really mean that but uh yeah I will see you next week hopefully or maybe not maybe this is it Maybe this is the end of Little Rico. Whatever happens, I'm not at peace with my decisions until I know for fucking sure. Cheers! Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I. E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada, yada, yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop 1. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop 2. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Three, yada yada e, four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. 
For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.